Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack-O-Lantern Press podcast on the Weird Network where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name is Tom Piccarella. Tonight's episode, Spook House Studios, Blaine Duncan. What you heard at the head of the show there was a song by Frankie Stein and his ghouls called Dr. Spook Twist from a 1965 rock pop album called Monster Melodies, which Tom and I thought was fitting for our guest this evening, Blaine Duncan, who owns and operates Spook House Studios, the Dr. Spook twist for the owner and operator of Spook House Studios. So Spook House Studios is an illustration studio that releases Halloween and horror movie-themed illustrations for purchase at spookhousestudios.com. At spookhousestudios.com, you'll find some killer illustrations inspired by movies like The Fog, Jaws, and Halloween 3. My personal favorite work on the site is, well, actually, it's kind of a toss-up between the Monster Squad and the Halloween piece called Haddonfield 1978. So Blaine Duncan is the owner and operator of Spook House Studios, which is an idea he came up with back in 2019. Um, but then launched in 2020. Blaine said that starting a business at the beginning of a pandemic was probably not an ideal circumstance, but he said Spook House survived and is continuing to grow each day. Spook House currently puts out a new release about every two and a half to three months. Um, Additionally, Blaine is a home haunter and has been for nearly a decade. If given the choice to do anything he ever wanted, and if money was no object, Blaine said he'd start his own professional haunt. He said he loves anything spooky in nature and has been a paranormal investigator traveling around the U.S. for about 20 years. If it's strange and spooky, Blaine is all over it. So, Tom, what are your initial thoughts before we get to our interview with Blaine? I don't know. I mean, I've looked at his website. The artwork on there is really well done. Um, it'll be interesting to see his process, how he does things, you know, what, what kind of gets his ideas on the page. Uh, but these, these posters are quality. Yeah, it definitely gets you excited about Halloween and horror movies. You know, it just has a cool, they have a cool feel to them and a cool atmosphere and a lot of little uh, symbols and and uh, images that you relate to Halloween and the spooky time. So yeah, it's, it's cool. I'm looking forward to talking to him. Yeah. And I think, I think honestly, like, you know, some of the, the work that he has on his website, the spookhousestudios.com. I mean, and, and we'll get into obviously more, more about that when we interview him, but I mean, just just taking the monsters that he has and adding them to the environments the way that he did, I think is really neat. I mean, you had mentioned, you know, a couple of the ones that you thought were neat, which I equally like those as well. But there was the Carly Beth's Haunted Mask. Uh, that guy in the background is just really neat. But his his work, it'll be interesting on on why he did, you know, some of the things he did. He obviously likes, you know, uh, some of the same stuff we do. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in talking with them and seeing how, uh, how excited he is about Halloween and, and just all of these monsters he's got on his website. Yeah, cool. I, I think, uh, let's just get to it. You, you ready to dig in? Yeah, let's dig in. All 
right, Blaine, welcome to the Jack-O-Lantern Press podcast. Uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, so before we get into more about who you are um, and a little bit more about uh, uh, your company, we this is a show about monsters and Halloween. And one of the things we like to ask first is, um, we like to ask our guests one Halloween memory that comes to mind, something that you could share with us. Oh man, there, there's, there's so many. I'm, I'm gonna guess as you guys and and probably most of your listeners, Halloween is, Halloween is, it's the ultimate day for me. I mean, I look forward to it every year. I, I, I take it off of work every year. If I'm, if I'm supposed to work that day, I take vacation. Um, so there's so many memories that, uh, you know, just from a, a nostalgic standpoint that. Uh, you know, come flooding into your brain when you start talking about it. But I, I would just have to say, um, probably just like, you know, I think back to when I was a kid and, and, you know, pre where you're, everybody's buying costumes now, you know, where back then you're, you're making your costume, or at least I was, and, and, you know, my mom was helping me. And, and uh, so probably like the buildup to Halloween, the anticipation of Halloween. And, and that's something that I still, you know, to this day, I, I really enjoy. I mean, I, I, I make sure that I do something Halloween related 31 nights out of, you know, every, every night in Halloween or every night in October, I do something Halloween related because the buildup to me is almost, uh, you know, as much fun as the actual day. So I, you know, I don't know that I have like a, a specific Halloween memory that stands out outside of just, you know, it, it just that anticipation and always being sort of that, you know, that weird kid in class who, you know, everybody like Christmas, everybody like 4th of July, everybody like Easter. I was, I was the Halloween kid, you know, it's, that's who I was. And, um, so I, I think that anticipation and, and, you know, one memory that I guess I could, I could think of that really sticks out as, uh, as, as something that's, that's pretty cool in my mind is, is the school that I went to, uh, growing up was, uh, they, they had their own, uh, haunted house that they did every year. And, and I remember my uncle was very involved in like the setup and the building of, of the, of the haunt every year. And, and I remember one night it was probably, you know, mid-October, um, I'm from Minnesota. It gets really cold in October really quick, but it was this beautiful, beautiful autumn night. It was probably 70 degrees. The sun was starting to set just really, you know, beautiful autumn uh, night. And uh, I remember my uncle taking me up and, and, you know, walking me through this haunted house as all these guys were in there building it. Um, and, and that I think kind of has inspired me, you know, to where I'm at today, as far as wanting to be, you know, I, I, I am a home haunter. I do it on the, you know, do it obviously in October. Um, but you know, that probably that memory triggered something in my brain and inspired me to, uh, you know, to, to do that today. That's crazy that you even bring that up because everything that you just, just said is like a spit image of what my brother and I did when we were younger. I mean, That's we, awesome. we went to the, to the school. I mean, we, we made our own costumes. My, my dad was involved in, in making a, a haunted house at, at the school. I mean, everything that you're saying is like, boom, just hits <laughs> right on the money with, with the way that we grew up as well. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, we, yeah, you know, it's, it's, Oh, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say that's, that's why it's so fun to talk with like-minded people because you know, growing up outside of, you know, my, I, I have a cousin who's really into Halloween and, and my brother who's, uh, who's quite a bit younger than me. He's, he's really into Halloween. I didn't have any friends who were really into Halloween like I was. So it's always fun. You know, even now that we're grown up, we still love the holiday. Like we did when we were eight years old, you know? 
Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because, you know, we always hated when school was starting back up. And usually in those days, I don't know how old you are, but we grew up in the 80s and school always started after Labor Day. It was usually, you know, at that Tuesday. And I remember going into class and it's like, oh man, school. And there would be the calendar on the wall, it'd say September. But the next month when that October calendar went up, it always had like the Halloween artwork, you know, on the calendar itself. And that was always like, okay, sweet. We're in the Halloween season. (laughs) And it made that month so much better. (laughs) Oh, no. And then you had then you had the teacher who would sit there and put all the Halloween decorations up on the walls. And then you knew you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Now it's time to get excited. Or you'd well, get you get know, one of those little, uh, what you'd get one of those like little book things that yes, that that's you what I was just gonna say. Halloween books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the Scholastic book order form. Yeah, yeah. You get home and <laughs> you'd like yeah. circle which ones you wanted, and there's always like the ghost books or they had the goosebumps oh, books man, or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's great. Well, I'm kind of, I'm curious. Um, you said you try and do something each night of the month of October. Like what would be an example of something like maybe watch a horror movie or, or, you know, what kind of things would you do? Yeah. So I, I would say if it's not watching, uh, if it's not watching a horror movie of some kind, it's doing, it's doing something, whether I'm going to, uh, you know, a local haunt or, um, you know, I, I do some, uh, some stuff with some paranormal investigating stuff where I, you know, I go out to some of these haunted locations that are, you know, supposedly truly haunted and try to, you know, find something creepy to do. Um, but I would say, I would say the movie watching is probably the, the big one for me. And, uh, it, it's funny because I actually, um, is, as much as I love Halloween, there was a few years ago where I almost overdid it a little bit. And by the time <laughs> Halloween came around, it was like, I wanted to watch, I wanted to watch so many movies throughout the month of October that I was like, once Halloween was there, I was like, I'm so glad I'm not going to watch another horror movie for, you know, I had yeah. to take a, a break from horror movies because I think I watched almost 70 movies in the month of October. And I was just like, this is insane. Tom and I, um, but, Tom and you know, I, I did can that. Watch- we did that like a year or two ago when, when we finished our book, we had been working with monsters and Halloween for so long. And then that month of October watching movies like crazy and we and tom even came down to my house that year by the time halloween came even though it was still great it was like when it was over it was like okay we have like totally exhausted halloween (laughs) to the max (laughs) and we had gone to haunts and stuff like yep exactly and that's that's how i felt and so i think that was three years ago and i i really i dialed it back a little bit over the last few years and and now it's more of like it's quality over quantity. And I think that year I just, I, I burned myself out and it was like, I just, I wanted to watch as many movies as I could. And I just got to the point where by the end of the month, I was, I was really kind of burned out, which is unfortunate because then you're waiting a whole nother year before you can kind of, you know, get back into it again. So. Well, it's kind of funny that you even bring that up because, because we, you know, like Mike said, you know, a couple of years ago, we did that. But one time we, we fed it into when we were doing our podcast, uh, all the way into trying to figure out how how we can continue continue to talk about monsters all the way through the holiday season. So we were talking right. about like the the ghosts in the Christmas Carol on on our stuff because we were so into Halloween. Right, so it's kind of yeah. nuts how we could just keep it going. Right, exactly. Find a way to make it work. Yeah. 
Well, let's let's uh, get into a little bit about you, Blaine, like who you are, your your origin story, how you came to be, how you got into art and Halloween and yeah, definitely. Well, I uh, so I, I grew up in the 80s uh, myself, so I feel like we kind of got I, I feel bad for kids nowadays because I don't think they'll ever for the, 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 the kids now who are really into Halloween, they'll never know what it was like to live through the 80s and 90s when I feel like Halloween, at least the 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 marketing side of Halloween was really at its peak. I mean, you were, you know, you'd turn on the TV and there was a McDonald's Halloween commercial on or a Burger King McDonald's. Yep, I mean, it was just, yep. there was like always Halloween. And it just seems like, I mean, Halloween is obviously, it's still a big holiday, but there was something different, I think, for us who grew up in the 80s or 90s uh, that we just, I think, got a little bit more of it. And that's unfortunately changed over the years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in the, in the eighties myself and, uh, I always sort of described my, myself as that, that kid who would, you know, I'd stay up late at night with the, the flashlight reading under my covers, you know, whatever, uh, whatever scary, you know, scary stories to tell in the dark goosebumps, whatever. Right. I mean, anything I could get my hands on that had to do with, uh, you know, any, any kind of scary or, or horror related things. And, um, you know, I, I grew up watching horror movies i mean i can remember the very first horror movie well there's two there's two actually three movies that stand out to me that i remember watching when i was very young uh silver bullet uh a movie called yeah yeah a movie called the seller i don't know if you guys have ever heard of it i I, I haven't Uh -uh. yeah I, i haven't been able to find it like uh, in in years but i i found a trailer for it on youtube once uh and then friday the 13th part four ah, that's my favorite that, one the fourth yeah, one's that's my, my favorite, favorite one too <laughs> yeah yeah and i think it's a nostalgic thing for me because that was like the first friday film that i remember that watching was, that was the first friday the 13th i saw is what we're probably like the same exact age <laughs> that was yeah yeah I'm, yeah yeah it's it's it in in you know, unfortunately, I so I'm 35. So I I didn't wow. hit like the heyday of of uh, the you know I <clears throat> I was born mid 80s. So I didn't get like the real uh, you know the real Freddie and Jason and Michael experience because I felt like by the time I was really old enough to start getting into them, those those had kind of passed in in some capacity. But um, you know, I remember again Silver Bullet. My parents had it on Beta. And I remember watching uh-huh. that and, and I was like, you know, six, seven years old. And I, I've, I've talked to my mom about it over the years and like, Hey, how did, why did you let me watch these? And she always said to me, because you knew it was fake. You never were scared by it. You knew that the werewolf in silver bullet was not real. And uh, you know, it wasn't like I was having nightmares from it or anything. So I was, I was into watching horror movies from, you know, literally when I was like five or six years old, I, I started putting the, you know, the beta tape in and watching them. It began in May, and every month after that, whenever the moon was full, it happened again. And again. What was that? It's over there. me? Nobody knew who or what was responsible. They only knew it had to be stopped. Now, from the master of mystery and suspense, Stephen King's 
Silver Bullet. And, and that really just developed from there. And, and uh, so in my full-time job, I'm a firefighter. I, so I, I have a, 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 a strange, you know, we, we work 24 hour shifts and I only work 10 days a month. So that gives me a lot of opportunity outside of work to, to find something to do. And I always said, if I was going to work outside of work, I wanted it to be something that I was really interested in, something that I was passionate about, something that I would never dread doing, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm working. So, um, I, I, a few years ago had this idea to, to start a, a t-shirt printing company and, and I wanted to do specifically, you know, horror related, uh, t-shirts. And I kind of started doing some research on the business side. And I realized that there were a lot of companies, or I shouldn't say a lot, but there were many companies out there that had already, were, were already doing that. They were selling t-shirts and, and there's some really great companies out there that sell, you know, horror themed or horror related t-shirts. And so I was like, well, what could I do that's maybe a little bit different? And, and that's when I thought, well, what if I did just sort of these custom, uh, you know, horror posters and, and took some of my favorite horror movies and, uh, and, and turn that into some kind of a, a custom design. And, you know, I, I'm not artistic by any means. Uh, I, I wish I could be, I don't, I come up with the idea, I sketch it out, I, I you know, I, I see it how I want it to be, I sketch it out, and then I have an artist that I've been working with uh, now for the last year who, who actually makes it kind of come to life, and um, he sticks very closely to what I've created, so, so in that sense, I feel like I'm able to say it's, it's, it's my artwork, at least the idea is mine, but the actual creation of it is done by, uh, you know, by, by the artist, so I started Spook House Studios, um, and, uh, the, the whole reason or the, the, why I came up with spook house studios was, uh, my neighbor, uh, there, I, I do this home hunt every year and it's, it's nothing big. It's just in the front yard and, you know, I decorate the house and, and, um, it's, it's not super complex, but, uh, it's getting bigger as the years go on. But my neighbor had his daughter over one night and, uh, and she was walking through the graveyard that I have set up in front of my house. And my wife just happened to be outside and, and, uh, she heard the girl calling our house, the spook house. And, uh, that was, huh. that was kind of when it dawned on me that I have to call this thing spook house in, in some capacity. And then, you know, just art studios. That's, that's where the name came from spook house studios. That's um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the story and, and how it started. We've been, uh, we've been, uh, you know, doing this now for a year started it right at the beginning of the pandemic which you know i would have obviously never predicted but uh we've we've had a lot of success and and the company has has grown over the last year and um we're we're going to be putting out obviously more prints throughout uh throughout the year we've got a new release which is going to be the texas chainsaw massacre that's coming out in june Um, we were just talking about that right before because uh mike and i were saying you know what what would be something that you would want him to do like request wise and we 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 went through this whole list and right. one of the ones i said was texas chainsaw master <laughs> nice so nice that's, funny. that's awesome well yeah it'll be coming out in june 
Um, again, I, you know, I, I sent the artist that I work with, his name is Stefan. Uh, he's awesome. You can find him on Instagram. Um, he, uh, we tag him in all, obviously all of our, you know, our posts that have his, his artwork. Um, he, he, I sent him the, the, the idea that I had for it and, you know, just, he just sent me actually last week, sort of the rough sketch of, uh, where he had, um, you know, he had filled it in with some color and things like that. And, and it's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm really excited to see it, you know, how it, how it actually turns out. So I have a, I have a request, uh, you know, since we're talking about that, that sure. both Mike and I would, would be all over. I mean, Mike, you want to do the honors, but. <laughs> well, yeah, we were going to say like, do you take requests first? But if you did take requests, I'm not sure how far back your love for monster movies goes, but if you uh, would would think about like any classic monster movies, like our favorite is Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. upon me. I change into a wolf. Listen to me, Frank. I saw my father become obsessed by his power. He died a horrible death. There's no need for us all to storm after her. She'll come in if I ask her. Why should we treat her so fancy? She's a Frankenstein. Sure. Do you take requests or is this like the, you're just going through? Yes. Like... Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. I, uh, I'm a man of the people. I, I like to listen to what people are, are commenting and, and, and those requests that come in. Um, and I, that, that's a great idea. And I, I've, I've considered doing sort of that universal monsters, uh, you know, some, some kind of, a a poster, not necessarily, I hadn't decided on, on which, uh, you know, which franchise to follow necessarily, but I've always had the idea that just if it was done right, uh, you know, a black and white poster could be really cool. And that's something I've not done yet. So, um, I, I really, I, I like that idea and it's, it's something we might have to do. Yeah. I can tell you Lon Chaney Jr. Is, uh, is definitely one of my favorites of, of the classics. Uh, he's done so many different monsters, you know, the Wolfman, of course, right. but Frankenstein meets the Wolfman was, was our favorite. And if you're ever going to do anything that's black and white, I'd say bust <laughs> that one out. <laughs> I'd be all over that. In a I second. love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I will. I, I will definitely make note of it. And we, uh, you know, I, again, I'm always looking for new ideas and the ideas that I have, changed like um uh, you know i i wanted to do 
my plan was going back to last year, I tried to, I tried to plan out my releases about six to eight months in advance. I want to know kind of what I'm doing. And, and so I have the ideas for what I'm going to already be releasing this fall, but I wanted to do the lost boys. That's what I wanted to do for this spring. Oh, nice. And yeah, uh, it, yeah, it ended up that I was just like, you know what? It's April 21st is coming up. We got to, we got to do the fog. I had this great fog idea that I wanted to do it with a, you know, the stained glass window and have the different images kind of built into the stained glass. And uh, I was like, man, I got I got to take advantage of it being April 21st and the fog day. Like I, I have Dude, to do that. So, so freaking cool because I, I actually celebrate the fog day. <laughs> I do too. I, yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. The, the I, fog, mean, I have it is, in my calendar. It's it's I put yeah. it in as a holiday every year. Yeah. <laughs> 11.55, almost midnight. Enough time for one more story. One more story before 12. Just to keep us warm. In five minutes, it'll be the 21st of April. 100 years ago, on the 21st of April, out on the waters around Spivey Point, a small clipper ship drew toward land. Suddenly, out of the night, the fog rolled in. For a moment, they could see nothing, not a foot ahead of them. And then they saw a light. My God, it was a fire burning on the shore, strong enough to penetrate the swirling mist. Steered a course toward the light, but it was a campfire like this one. The ship crashed against the rocks. The hull sheared in two. The mast snapped like a twig, and the wreckage sank with all the men aboard. At the bottom of the sea lay the Elizabeth Dane with her crew lungs filled with salt water, their eyes open and staring into the darkness. And above, as suddenly as it had come, the fog lifted, receded back across the ocean, and never came again. But it is told by the fishermen and their fathers and grandfathers that when the fog returns to Antonio Bay, the men at the bottom of the sea, out in the water by Spivey Point, will rise up and search for the campfire that led them to their dark and icy death. Twelve o'clock, the 21st of April. Absolutely. No, I, I, I do the same. And, and it's funny because the fog, the movie, the fog, the original obviously is, is in my, it's in my have to watch rotation during October. Like there are just certain movies that I have to watch during October. And, and some of those movies I won't watch any other time of the year because they just hold such a special place in, in kind of that, you know, my, my own little personal 
um, you know, how I do Halloween every year, how I, how I do October. And, but the fog is one of those that I watch in October and I have to watch it again on April 21st because yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it is is a holiday in its its own way. That's the way, uh, Matt from night nightmare 365. And I feel about the burbs. You got to watch that every summer, which that's another (laughs) one. You you guys got to do the, you got to do the burbs. Yeah. That's yeah, the great, that is a great, too. great movie. Or yeah, even Hocus Pocus would even be yeah. a good one too. That's Matt's favorite right there. Well, and that's something that I've I've actually considered doing where, you know, you could, you know, maybe branch out a little bit outside of the horror realm, because I think like The Burbs, for instance, that's a great example of a movie that, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call it a horror movie, but it draws in a lot of horror fans. You know what I mean? Right, so right. I've, I've thought about that of, of how I can, how I can maybe start to branch out a little bit while staying in that same realm. Do you, do you have yeah. a favorite monster movie or horror movie? Have you already done a poster for your favorite? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a super, it's not going to be exciting at all because, uh, it just it is what it is but john carpenter's 1978 halloween is is just it's my favorite um, yeah, i classic. i can't there's in my yeah in my mind there's just nothing that beats it and, and it actually so i only you know speaking of movies that i watch in october i only watch john carpenter's 78 halloween on halloween i that's the only and and some people are probably <laughs> like why it's your favorite movie but something about watching it on halloween night just creates this just different atmosphere for me when I watch it that it it's it's my favorite night of the year the buildup is there you know trick-or-treating is either happening or or has happened and you know the the jack-o'-lanterns are lit and it's like now it's time to watch Halloween and uh it just makes it so much more special that movie really does give the feel of Halloween which is funny because they didn't even shoot in the fall but and they 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 would gather right. the leaves and bring it with them, you know, the crew. Right. It, it, so it looked like fall, but it definitely feels like Halloween, even to the point of it, the, the one scene at the school where he's running with the little, with the pumpkin and the bullies are like, he's going to get you. He's going to get, there's something yep. about that scene to me that really takes me back to elementary school. when we would take a field trip out to the pumpkin patch you know, all us kids would get pumpkins. Right. And it's like that Halloween feel is so there. Everything, even like the decorations and everything, it's like that movie really captures it so well that, yeah, I'm totally with you. That movie to me just says Halloween like no other movie does.
Exactly. Yep. I, I, I couldn't agree more with what you just said. And that's, that's why for me, it, it is the ultimate movie. And I, it's funny because I've, I've had this discussion with a few people that I, I know are, are into big horror movies. And I, I call myself a little bit of a horror movie snob because I, I'm so like, I'm so critical of it. I don't get into like, like B movies and that kind of thing, because um, I, I feel like when the acting sometimes sometimes gets so bad it's all I can concentrate on is the fact that the acting is bad so my you know my the world that I live in as far as the the you know horror movies I don't branch out a lot um you know I'm not going to be the guy who hears about some Japanese film and I watch it that's just not me but I I have a huge collection of movies um you know primarily the the 70s 80s 90s stuff you know to me is 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 always going to be the best but you know, the Halloween franchise, like the, you know, John Carpenter's Halloween, the, the whole franchise is without question, my favorite horror franchise. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for, you know, the new movie that's coming out. Um, it's, it's been, I've been anticipating, uh, you know, that since, since the 2018 film came out, but, um, there's just, there's something about the Halloween series for me that, just it it takes me back to being a kid like you know halloween four again a lot of people knock it and a lot of people don't don't like it but it's one of my favorite in the entire franchise and in in my opinion it's it's my favorite sequel in the entire franchise just the opening alone with the you know the the shots of the you know the field and the clouds rolling in and the decorations swinging in the breeze it's like they captured the essence of Halloween in that opening, those opening shots. And, uh, um, you know, so, so for me, Halloween is without question, my favorite horror franchise. And I'm, I could, I already know based on your artwork that you're a fan of Halloween three, which is so good. Uh, You know, it's, it's it's so good that more people are coming out. They're coming out and saying that they like Halloween three, because it's like so many people hate that movie but I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't get right. it to me. Like that movie is just so cool. It is. It is. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest. So I, I have, I didn't watch Halloween three until probably about five or six years ago because I was that guy who was like, Nope, Michael Myers isn't in it. I have no interest. And it was actually my cousin who, who got me to watch it. And I discovered how awesome the story was. And, and as much as I love the Halloween franchise and Michael Myers is the killer part of me wishes there would have been that you know because obviously and you guys probably know this the original idea was to you know have it be a different story for each Halloween movie as far as like like Michael was going to die off right and so part of me almost wonders like man what would we have gotten if they had really truly killed Michael in Halloween 2 and they started fresh with season of the witch and what would have come after that because I so would have loved to see see that I know when I heard about that I was like man I really wish they would have done that that would have really been cool right but totally yeah absolutely and 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 there's we've had some you know we've had some decent uh you know halloween anthology movies that have come out over the years but it would have been really cool just just to see what you know it just see what they would have come up with and and uh because because yeah i've become a, a huge halloween three fan over the years and and uh it's it's a great it's a great movie uh and and you know i'm 
I'm somebody who I can tell you right now, I, I did five or six years ago. I had never seen it. And I was, I was that, that horror snob that was refused to watch it because Michael Myers wasn't in it. And uh, I've, I've seen the, the Halloween light because it's a great, great film. So let me ask you, let me ask you this real quick. Uh, do you, do you like what they're doing with like all the horror movies now? Like, you know, Mike and I have gotten into a big conversation about this, you know, because we just, well, I'm going to let you answer that and I'll, I'll tell you what we think about it. Um, what do you think, how do you feel about the way that, that things are being made now? as opposed to let's say back when Friday the 13th nightmare, you know, on Elm street and stuff like that. Well, I can tell you this much that my opinion is, uh, and again, this is just, this is just my personal opinion. I don't think there have been that many remarkable horror movies that have come out recently. Um, it's been, I think we've been in this really bad, uh, you know, we've been spinning in circles with these remakes and it seems like they've slowed down a little bit, but that was all that we were seeing for the longest time was it was a remake. It was a remake. It was a remake. And, uh, you know, I, I think for the true horror fan, like we, we wanted something new. We wanted a fresh idea. We didn't want to see, uh, you know, whatever remake, because we already loved the original and you knew that it was never going to be able to be better than the original, no matter, you know, which movie it was that they were making. So, um, you know, I, I wanted something new and something original and and a movie that comes to mind uh for me that i i felt really you know hit all those benchmarks was hereditary um i i love that movie and uh it it it, it just it, some people find it to be very slow but i've never even just, seen it oh man you yeah, gotta I've never check seen it, out. it oh you gotta yeah you gotta check it out it's it's uh i i think the the last, I'll call it the last 10 to 15 minutes of the, of the movie are probably like horror movies don't scare me. And, and I think again, going back to being a kid, watching them growing up, like I just, I was never, I could always separate, you know, fiction and, and, and fact. And uh, so, so horror movies don't scare me or even really give me the creeps, but hereditary gave me the creeps. Uh, the, the last 10 to 15 minutes of it, there's just some, some imagery in it that just is, is super creepy. You okay, Mom? Is there something you want to say? Why would I want to say something so I could watch you sneer at me? I don't ever sneer at you. Oh, sweetie, you don't have to. You get your point across. And say what you want to say, then. Peter. I tried. Try again. Release yourself. Stop. Just say it. Don't you ever raise your voice at me. I am your mother. All I do is worry, and all I get back is that face on your face. So full of disdain and resentment and always so annoyed. Nobody admits anything they've done! Um, sorry. I know it's irrational. Hereditary. Um, but, 
you know, and then I, then I, you know, I kind of knock remakes, but then I look at, I personally loved the it remake, the, the, the part one of, of the it remake. I didn't care so much for the sequel. Um, yeah, but I, 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 yeah, I, I love the idea of, you know, how they really told the story and they, they went a little bit deeper into the story as far as how it was written, uh, you know, and, and how it matches up with, with the actual novel. Um, well, and it kind of made it a little bit more like, like, uh, like the Goonies in a sense, you right. know, with how they had the kids and, and then, you know, I mean, it was a little bit twisted to some extent just cause all these kids are dying, but that's, I mean, obviously that's Stephen King for you, but exactly. you know, I mean, yeah. for the most part, it was still well done. I, and, and I'm with you on that. I didn't really care for the second one as much as the first right. one that they did. Right. And I think maybe, you know, I look at, I look at that movie. So the, you know part one of of the it remake i think you are like i identified with those kids right i mean they, those kids could have been the three of us talking right i mean it was just you're able to identify with them and and kind of put yourself in in their shoes as you know you're that awkward age kind of preteen. there's there's a monster nobody the adults don't believe you missing kids i mean you know so you can kind of put yourself in that in that role and then you know there's just something about the second one that i just I, there was a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm not a big CGI fan. I, you know, and I know we, we live in that world now where CGI is huge and it's obviously getting better, but it was just too much. It was, it was just too, uh, you know, explosive at the end. And, and, uh, but, but yeah, the, the, uh, the part one is, is in my mind, it's one of the better horror movies that's come out in the last, last decade, at least. I saw something. The clown. Yeah, I saw him too. <laughs> Well, so going into um, into your art, back to your artwork, um, do you have any background in art? And did you, you know, do any schooling or classes or is this just something, you know, you just kind of were into? Like as far as like, because you're saying you don't do the actual drawing, but like you're composing your ideas. So do you have any any background in it? No, no, not at all, actually, which is, which is funny. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I don't, my brother is, uh, my brother is a fantastic artist and, and we've talked about, uh, you know, getting him involved in some capacity. He actually does, he creates all my advertisements and, you know, when you see me do a, a new release, he's putting all those together for me. So he's been a huge help there, but he was, he got all the artistic ability in the family and I, I didn't get any, I just, you know, when I think about, I want to put out something that I know a horror fan is going to love. And um, as somebody who loves all these movies that, that we've covered so far in, you know, and in, in all of our releases, I just, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not just putting out uh, a, a, a new poster just because I want to put out a new poster. I, I want to make sure that the idea in my mind is, is really cool um, that, that I would want to hang this on my wall if I was, you know, that the, the horror fan on the other end looking to buy a poster. So, um, so no, I don't have any, any background or, or anything with when it comes to art. And like I said, I, I had initially wanted to, I, I wanted to do this t-shirt company. That was, that was my idea. And, and when I started looking into it a little bit more, it was like, okay, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's, there's obviously some challenges with just startup costs and things like that, because you're talking about screen printing or, or whatever, buying these big machines and having to do that. Um, and, and, you know, for me to, to, to come up with this, uh, this design, we can, um, you know, I, I can work with an artist, uh, get it exactly how I want it. 
And then we, you know, we send it off to our printers and they print it up and, and then we ship it out. So um, it, it took away a lot of that, that extra work by, by going down the road of, of, you know, doing the posters versus the t-shirts, but it's still something as the company, you know, continues to grow. I'd like to potentially look at taking some of our designs and putting the on a t-shirt, which is something that, that we've had people request. So it's just a matter of, you know, the, the, the startup costs obviously, but then, um, you know, is, is the, you know, are, are there going to be people who are going to want to buy them? So that's, that's something that hopefully, you know, here in the next uh, couple of years, maybe I can dip my toe into a little bit. Uh, but for now it's, it's just going to be the posters. And we do have, uh, we do have a, a Myers house key that, that we, we, you know, we have a, uh, basically a crime scene, um, tag that, you know, shows that it was recovered at the Myers house on October 31st, 1978. And, and that was an idea that I, that I had come up with, I think it was last summer when we did that release. And, and, uh, that's been a huge seller. I mean, just it's, again, it's, it's something that's kind of fun and cheap and you can just throw it on your, your table and, and it's a good conversation piece. And, uh, a lot of people have been buying those and, and, and just the idea that, you know, this, this key was taken from the Myers house. I think people like that idea, you know? Heck yeah. yeah. And you know, there's, there's all these shirt companies that, that you can, you know, like, was it spring something or something they have where you don't really have to do anything. You just like plug in artwork and uh, you know, basically these web teespring. Yeah. That's what it's, it is. Teespring yeah. right. and a bunch like right. that. So there's no like overhead costs. It's really just um, you know, as people buy them, like, right you know, and you'll, you'll just get like a tiny profit, but you don't have to like put out all the money to, to, uh, you know, make a bunch of shirts. It's like on demand. Yeah. And that's, and that's probably, you know, that's probably the route that we would end up going. Uh, you know, if we started, if we started down that road, that's probably the, the route that we would go initially just to kind of get it off the ground and running. Um, you know, because that's, that's the other thing is, you know, if you're buying, let's just say, you know, three, 400 t-shirts, now you have to store them, right. You have, you have to, you have to put them somewhere and you have to have that stock and that inventory and, um, where, where posters are pretty easy. You know, they just have them stacked and, and ready to, I mean, literally ready to roll, uh, and, and get sent out. <laughs> nice. Hey, yeah, so you, you actually went, went into, to some of your, your process of, of how you do your work, like you come up with the idea and then you send it off to uh, your artist and then your artist kind of kind of does it. Does does he kind of do it by hand or does he do um, do it on like digital or or but what's his process? I guess once once he takes your ideas, is he drawing that freehand uh, yeah, on he, a computer or is he doing it on like a more paper and whatnot? Yeah, it's all he's he's doing it all digital. Um, and, uh, which, which is nice because obviously, you know, as he comes to me and he says, okay, here's, here's what I, here's, here's the, the final product, if you will. And if I say, oh, you know what, I really want to change this color or can we move this around? You know, it makes it much easier to, to come up with those solutions and to be able to, to fix some of that. And, and, uh, you know, my, my process for it is, is usually pretty simple because I know, you know, like we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming up. I knew I wanted to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And so what I did was I went through and I watched the original. I watched the series and I was really looking for like the inspiration and sort of the things that that stood out to me. And and uh, so I came up with the idea of what it was, you know, what it is going to look like. And, you know, again, I just I, I sketch it out to the best of my ability. And then I, I write up um, 
he probably he probably gets annoyed with me how specific I get, right? I mean, he's the artist, so he's he probably wants that 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 ability to be the artist and, and to use his his background and ability. But I I am very specific with him of what I want, how I want it. I mean, even down to you know the colors and and you know if I want something very specific, like you know going back to my silver bullet print. Um, you know, like I wanted the Tarkers Mills, the, the, the water tower in one specific spot. It was like, I, I, you know, I, so I, he probably gets annoyed with me that I'm so specific, but I, I have this idea in my head and I, he, he just, he does a fantastic job of, of really bringing it to light. And, and he's, I mean, he has literally hit the nail on the head every single time. And that's why I'm so pleased. And, and it's awesome to work with him because, he, he really does. He brings, he brings this idea, this sort of vision that I see in my head and then he, he makes it happen. So it's a, it's a really, it's a great relationship and uh, he does an awesome, awesome job. Very nice. cool. What, what's your most popular print so far? The Halloween 78 uh, is, is without question, or I'm sorry, the Halloween, uh, the Hadfield 78 is without question the, the most popular. Right. Um, and, and that, that is probably, it's probably my favorite. Uh, I really like, I really like Tarker's Mills monster one with his, yeah. which is like the, the downtown yeah. shot with the wolf in the sky. And like, I, I like that, that look and feel. So they kind of have the same sort of vibe of like this sort of up, uh, up high, almost bird's eye view of a town or of a, you know, of a street. Um, but, but yeah, Haddonfield 78 has without, without a doubt been my, my best seller so far. Yeah. I would say yeah, my that, personal that favorite. Yeah, my oh. personal favorite would be that one. Um, I really do like the Tarker's Mill one too, but the the other one would probably be the Clubhouse because I love yeah. Monster Squad. Yeah, that that I do I love that one as well. And that was uh that one again, it was it was I had this this idea for the, you know, I wanted the treehouse to be kind of the main focus with the, you know, the trees sort of, you know, the fingers of the trees going up into this beautiful sunset with the monsters coming out of the clouds and and yeah, the Monster Squad is is one of those influential movies for me. I mean, I that that's a movie that I can remember watching. Yeah, that's when a good I was, movie. Yeah, eight nine years old. So I knew when I first started Spook House Studios that the Monster Squad was going to be one of those first five or so prints that I wanted to do. And uh, you know, again, when when I watched the film and trying to draw inspiration, I kept coming back to the whole the whole clubhouse idea because I remember as a kid, you know, starting my own monster clubhouse, you know, kind of thing. And, nice. and, uh, you know, so it was like, just again, that sort of nostalgic, uh, you know, in that nostalgic sense that was, I, I, I drew from that and, uh, I love, yeah, I absolutely love that print as well. You know who to call when you have ghosts, but who do you call when you have monsters? We're the monster squad. What's a squad? like Miami Vice, I think. They're young and inexperienced. Naughty virgin. They're a bit disorganized. Monsters are not real. We don't know that, sir. 2,000-year-old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves. But when strange things start happening in town... There's a monster in my closet. Ooh! Look at that big, scary monster! What's happening? Toys to the werewolf. Silver bullet? They're the only ones ready to do battle. Something down there is killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's going to do a thing about it but us. Two creatures of the night show. Real monsters? Us? 
midnight in the world, remember? Maybe we can be like Mask Squad and Stench, you know? Two mask bombs. We got a 1035, stick back up! Hurry up! Or Squad. The book is right. Don't you see it's all true? By midnight. You guys! They won't seem so young anymore. Monster Squad. Wolfman's gone. Yeah, I would say honestly, my favorite at this point. I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you guys. The Haddonfield 1978, the Clubhouse. But the other one that that I I really think is well done is the Carly Beth's uh, Haunted Mask. Yeah. Because that guy sitting in the background there, out the window. Right. Uh, that thing is that thing is great. Yeah, um, I really like that one too. Yeah, I love I love that idea. And, uh, you know, my artist, Stefan, he again, he he did such an awesome job with it. And I knew that I wanted to I I knew that I wanted to do a haunted mask uh, design. And that one I really struggled with coming up with an idea. And then all of a sudden I had this idea of sort of crossing over, you know, the Creepshow series with with goosebumps. And, and so it was, you know, it was a way to, um, to kind of intermix those two worlds a little bit, but, uh, you know, the haunted mask is, I, well, I love the goosebumps series, you know, no matter what I, I love the goosebumps series, but the haunted mask kind of going again, back to some of your memories as a kid. Like I remember watching the haunted mask special, uh, as a kid, you know, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade when that came out and the anticipation and the buildup and all the kids in school were talking about it. And so that movie, you know, or that, that, that show, uh, that special, I think it was, was, uh, was just super exciting. And I knew at some point that I wanted to do that, but I wasn't entirely sure what that was going to look like. So I I'm really satisfied with the way that that one turned out. And there's obviously a huge following with, with goosebumps and, uh, so yeah, I, I love that poster as well. Very cool. Um, so are there any questions that people ask you over and over again, whether it's friends, family, fans, customers, um, that you just get tired of answering and you can answer here maybe for the last time? <laughs> uh, not, no, not really. I mean, there's, uh, you know, I've been, I've been uh, very blessed to have a lot of awesome people, uh, like you guys reach out and, and talk to me about what, uh, you know, what we're doing. And, and I've met some really cool people, uh, you know, online through it. And um, one thing that I've, you know, just going to like horror conventions and horror cons, it's so funny that I feel like the horror community uh, is so supportive of each other. And, and, uh, you know, so I, I've, I've had the opportunity to, to talk with so many different people, and everybody has always been very gracious, very kind, very supportive, um, and because we are a small business, because, uh, you know, we started during the pandemic, which wasn't easy, uh, you know, people have, people have supported us. And, and I don't know that there's any questions that, that we necessarily see, I, you know, we get, we get a lot of questions about like, uh, you know, well, what size is the poster? And it's like, well, it says right on the advertisement, it's 18 by 24, uh, you know, but so it's like, you know, I, I don't say that. Like, I, you're I'm always like, going to oh, get it's, that. It's eight, yeah, it's 18 by 24. And, and, but we do get some of that where it's like some people just, they're either so excited to see it and they just don't read the kind of fine print or, 
uh, you know, whatever. But but that's a question that we get a lot of. And, and all of our posters are 18 by 24. And I've thought about doing some bigger ones, some like, you know, either like 24 by 36 or something like that. But, um, you, you know, I, I when, when I first started the company that I actually did a poll on both Facebook and Instagram. And I asked people, what would you rather have an 18 by 24 or 24 by 36? And uh, most, you know, it was, I would say probably 70% ish of people leaned toward the, the smaller prints. So that's kind of what we stuck huh. with. And, and not to say that we, we wouldn't go bigger, but the other thing is, is so many of these fans who are, who are buying these prints, they're, they're horror collectors. They have uh, a ton in their collection already. So you look at, you know, they'll tag us on Facebook or on Instagram and their walls are already covered. And it's like, you know, trying to find a spot to put these posters is probably tough at times for some people. So maybe the smaller prints are, are more desired because of that reason. But, you know, we, we might look at doing some larger prints in the future if, if that's something that people are interested in. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Okay. Well, um, before we wrap up, um, we usually like to do something. You ever watch uh, Inside the Actor's Studio with James Lipton when he did it? I, it's been a long time <laughs> since I've seen an episode, so you'll have to refresh my memory a little bit. So at the end, at the end of uh, his interview, he does like kind of a lightning round um, where he asks these questions and then the subject will just give like a one word or one sentence response. So we kind of right. have a bunch of similar questions um, that we ask. So just like a one word, one sentence response. Um, what's your favorite monster? Uh, I would say I'll, I'll be very generic and I'll just say werewolf. The werewolf is probably my favorite, okay. favorite monster. Oh, nice. Uh, well, I mean, that kind of answers the second question. If you were a monster, what would you be? So, uh, yeah yeah we're werewolf or you know i mean dracula is pretty cool i like dracula too uh but yeah I, i've always been very interested in werewolf movies very cool uh have you ever harnessed energy from lightning to create any of your work <laughs> i have not but i'll give it a shot if i get the opportunity yeah. <laughs> and uh have you ever tried to take over the world uh, I have not tried to take over the world. No, I, that's, that's on my to-do list, but uh, as of right now, I, I've not been able to succeed. They definitely have books out there that uh, you can, you can learn how to take over the world. <laughs> good, good. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep, keep an eye out for them. Uh, <laughs> what do you do for evil in your spare time? Oh man. I, I, uh, I mean, I, I would say, I don't even know that I have a good answer for you. It's just, uh, you know, I would say my, you know, watch, watching horror movies is, is the, that, that takes up enough of my time. And, and uh, you know, that's probably, that's probably my vice, I guess, is, is, is horror movies. What about any skeletons in your closet? Just, just the ones that I put on in my front yard every year. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite shade of blood and guts? Uh, extreme red yeah nice. nice what type uh what's your favorite type of victim uh definitely the uh the helpless virgin okay okay go. uh what kind of scream or cry of terror do you love most <laughs> oh man i i think the uh you know the old school uh i'll call it house on haunted hill you know oh nice is nice uh, yeah that that would probably be you know just like that high-pitched blood-curdling 
you know, they, there was something about in that film specifically, they did a really good job with that. And it was, you know, it was that you even that you bring that up because you said back uh, when you watch Halloween movies that on Halloween, that's the one I watch every nice house on Haunted Hill. I love it. And there's another it. request I have for you. You could do one with Vincent Price. <laughs> I have. Awesome. I've, uh, yeah. That one has actually been, that one is, is, uh, that one is 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 definitely a top i would say a top 10 priority for me in the next year or so is to do some sort of vincent price potentially house on haunted hill because i love i love that film too yeah that's such a great movie so that goes to the next question of what type of scream or cry of terror do you do you uh love the least oh i would have to say uh i would have to say uh, and I'm Scout Taylor Compton in Rob Zombie's Halloween remake. I, I, I can't stand it. I can't stand that like whiny, whiny, you know, I just, I can't do it. It makes me, my wife, it's actually funny. Like she'll watch a lot of the horror movies with me in October. And if I put on, if I put that movie on, she like will walk away. She can't stand it. <laughs> I'm done with this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then the last question here, uh, what's your favorite torture device? Ooh, favorite torture device. Well, I'm from, I'm from Minnesota, so we're close to Wisconsin. So I have to go with, uh, some sort of, you know, Ed Gein reference of, you know, the, the old hang them upside down and saw them in half kind of thing. <laughs> right, <all> right. <laughs> there you go. Um, we were going to ask you if you had any illustrations in the work, but you brought up the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but anything beyond that, you said you kind of have an idea six months in advance, anything yes. that you can share? Yeah. So, uh, I, I won't give away all my secrets, but I'll tell you that, uh, there is another masked killer that's going to be coming out in, in August that I think you guys will appreciate. Awesome. Oh, nice. Can't Looking wait forward to that. Wait. Okay, cool. Um, is there anything else that uh, you feel that maybe we didn't ask that you'd want to share or anything that you can, you want to plug? No, I, you know, if people want to check out, uh, you know, if they've not seen my, my Instagram, uh, account, it's, it's, uh, spook.house.studios. Uh, and then you can do the exact same search on Facebook and find us. Or if you want to look us up, uh, you can go to www.spookhousestudios.com and that's where our store is. And you can check out all of our, our, uh, our fun items that we have for sale. So no, I just, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, we look, we look forward to, uh, the next pieces coming out. Thanks guys. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. All right. And that was spook house studios, Blaine Duncan, really cool talking with Blaine. I'm really excited to see what else is uh, coming down the pike. Um, but uh, yeah, anything else, Tom, before we call it a night or did you anything that you wanted to talk about before we wrap it up? No, I think that, you know, at the end there, when we were talking about, you know, the different requests that people had thrown out it with it once again, I'm going to go back over it again, but if he can do a Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, even just yeah, do the class, a, a classic monster collection or something yeah, that would yeah. be cool. And then even just a, like a Vincent Price, I, I know he said he was doing something with that. Uh, I think he also the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one that he was saying, I think it was coming out. But yeah, the Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. If he kind of mashed that up into all of the, the classic monsters somehow and kind of 
embedded that into a, a neat picture. That would be awesome. But definitely, I think the one thing that I thought was so neat about this interview with him was how closely uh, alike we all are uh, because he grew up in the 80s with us. And so, you know, I mean, I mean, he didn't grow up with us, but in the 80s, that, you know, sort of time was so different than the way it is now. And and it just was shocking to hear another person be excited about going to school and, you know, dressing up in costumes and yeah, doing stuff month watching. long. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and even like a haunted house at his, at his school. Like they, they don't even do haunted houses at school anymore. At least not that I know of. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, it was just, it was neat having somebody get that excited about Halloween. Um, that, you know, at least at least I know I know there's other people out there that that have the same kind of excitement we do. So, yeah, I think are- we need to we need to do a podcast where you and I and uh, and Blaine and Matt and his brother, you know, all get on the Matt and Greg from Nightmare 365. We all get on and just start talking about Halloween. Maybe yeah. maybe during the month of October would be pretty cool just to that talk be about a fun different episode. Yeah, talk about like different traditions, you know, things that we're doing during the month. Yeah, you know, stuff like see if Greg actually, you know, jumped in the blue hole yet. I would be curious, you know, it's been a while now, you know, maybe he was able to uh, build up the courage to do it. I don't know. I don't know, but we'll have to, uh, you know, revisit that, I think. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Anything else, Tom, though, before we call it a night? No, I think that'll do it. Oh, I did want to say one other thing. Um, I didn't want to get too much into it, but uh, you had started up your Virtue Dome virtual reality. Do you call it a studio? What do you call it? Well, it's it's more of like an arcade. Arcade. Yeah, there you go. Virtual reality arcade. Yeah, we started up a, a couple of weeks ago. And so far, so good. I mean, we're building momentum. Um, the hardest part right now is just having people understand you know what it is there's a lot of people that actually have come in and uh and have they're like well what what is this you know and then they they you know they're really fascinated about the arena but i could tell you just even some of the people that have come in for the zombie experiences that i have i mean we have had some some people screaming i've had people tear the headsets off i've had people flat out say i i can't go any further um that's fun to watch these people get excited about these zombies and at each stage that I have and how excited, you know, they get about it when they come out of it. They're like, wow. I mean, I had this one girl who literally was hyperventilating for the entire 20 minutes that she was in there fighting zombies. Like, <laughs> it was so neat. Well, so, you know, I definitely want to do a show where we, we talk a little bit more about what you're doing, what people are saying. So that's probably to come soon, just as a little preview um, where we talk a little bit more about it. But just for those of you out there who want to learn a little bit more, um, Tom, you want to just give them a little quick, you know, where it is, the website. Yeah. So if you head on over to uh, www.virtuedome.com, um, it's V-I-R-T-U-D-O-M-E.com and you can check out the website and uh, just see what we're doing there. We're also located at um, in Moscow, Idaho, uh, 670 West Pullman Road in Moscow, Idaho. And if you are around here or anything like that, you could actually book 
um, book online and then, you know, set a time up on the weekends to, to kind of come out there and, and uh, experience some of the stuff we're doing. We're also looking at, a, you know, potentially uh, pulling in some escape rooms and uh, we'll go into that and, in, you know, on another episode, but yeah, so there it is. Cool. All right. Good stuff. Well, to take us out, uh, Tom and I usually like to play a clip from a Halloween sounds album that we had as kids, but tonight in honor of Spook House Studios, we thought it fitting to play a track from the Misfits released way back in 1989 called none other than Spook City USA. So thanks for joining us this evening and we'll meet up again soon in the pumpkin patch. Spook City USA!